The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors. Listeners, beware. Straight for the Mouths of Madness. I'm low down. With me as always is F. You honor. What's up, you pumpkin munching bitches? Ooh, I, yeah. I got nothing else to say with that one. Pumpkin munching bitches. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, fucking a, dude. Like I did not expect that one to go the way it did. Yeah. That was amazing. It does remind me of a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode. It does. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, folks, listeners, this is for you too. Um, when you go, I don't know if they had this last year or the year before. Disney Plus has just the Treehouse of Horrors. You can just go through. Because they have 20th Century Fox, you don't have to pick through the seasons. They have them oh, all lined up. Yeah, no. If you go to search, I realized that last year. No, it was it was on like I went oh, on Disney Plus, like a, and it's on the home screen. Oh, like okay. you know how you have on the home screen it says Marvel, and then it'll say you know Star Wars. Yeah. And then there's like uh, there is a Simpsons one, and right below it it says Treehouse of Horror, and it starts from season two when it started all the way to whenever it ended, which it, I don't has know. it ended? Yeah. Is has it? I don't. Know. I don't know. Oh, and it also has the Treehouse Thanksgiving episode. Yep. Like, yeah. but it, they're all in a row, so you can just hit play and just go. And I'm like, fuck yes, dude. Well, I've been slowly one, working that's through one those. One last step because what I, I did start last year is you can go to the search and then find Simpsons, and they have different categories, and one of them is horror. Yeah. And it starts with Treehouse of Horrors, and then just goes all the way through. And now you so. just go on the home screen now and just start playing. Yeah. Just hit play. There you go. So, folks, do that. I am going to make it through all those throughout the month of October, slowly but surely, because there's the old ones. I forgot how fucked up they were compared to the newer ones. Just yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sidetrack. We need to do a couple. It's gonna be. It's more than a one part episode. One episode to cover right. to cover all those. Yeah. We we need to do those one year. Um. Anyway, uh, before we dig into this episode, I would please ask you to like, comment, rate, share, subscribe, review all the stuff across the social medias. It greatly helps out us, the Madness Boys, and it takes you a couple seconds. And if you dig what we do, it'll keep us going. So please, good or bad, leave leave a feedback because if it's bad, then we know what. We can work on to make it better. Yeah, we if it's good. Def- we'll high five you. All right. So tonight on the chopping block is the 2015 comedy horror anthology. Because yeah. there's some funny shit in there. Call like, uh, favors from everybody in Hollywood, <laughs> like- dude. Seriously, uh, 2015 film Tales of Halloween, and I personally stumbled across this film like accidentally, probably back in 2017. It popped up. It was like the same year that Christmas I saw a Christmas horror story. And I was like, it was the greatest anthology year ever because I found two, like, I found two, you know, yeah, anthology series. And now, I'm always excited when I fi- find an anthology series. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm going to like it. It just means that I've got something else I can at least watch. It's got yeah, multiple there's stories. Been some, I mean, I think we disagreed on uh, which one was that. The dude from Slipknot is the radio host. Oh, Bad Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna rewatch that this year just to see how if I'm vibing I'm gonna with it. Give it a chance again, yeah. but again, I think it is streaming somewhere for free now. But I, I went in and just bought the DVD yeah. on pre-order because I was like, oh, it's an anthology series. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but this one comes out swinging with ten stories. Yeah. Like it's it it's not like it's seven really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really cool is the way they do this is a it's Adrian Barbo. You know, jumping back into the DJ setting, I was about to say, dude. Like you the start fog, up man. And it's Come like, on, man. All right, fucking horror fans. Fucking here's a fucking callback to the fog. Like, yeah, that's a good way to start it up. Hundred percent. I was uh, when I, because again, I walked into it. It was late, and I just watched it. I mean, I was scrolling, and I found that, and it was it, literally it's the first time I'd seen it. So I think 
It took it a minute to make it to streaming services. But I don't even remember the movie coming out, period. Like, I don't remember the movie coming out. Here's the thing that I appreciate. You can tell it's kind of low budget. Like, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much mainly practical effects. Yeah. 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 Again, There's a little bit with the Friday the 31st one that's not practical, but again, they're they, doing- But they do fucking claybation, Exactly. Dude. It's yeah. awesome. Well, no, but then like the beams and all that shit with the alien, like, you know, but I mean, it's still- Yeah. And, and the very, eyes of the pumpkin are like CG. Very minimal. Like, mm-hmm. It's very minimal. But I'm just which saying- is what, you, Which is all you can ask for now. I, I guarantee there will never be a movie ever again that is completely practical 100%. You're going to get like 99.9. You would think it would be the opposite, that if you have a low budget, you would do practical. It actually costs more. It just takes more time. See, the reason reason they do it with CGI is it costs more, but they save money on the studio end because it takes less time. Yep. They can, they well, don't have to rent. There a, might be qualities of CGI. I feel like there's like, you know, different grades because there's some movies, man, if they spent more than $10 on the fucking CGI. They got fucking <laughs> robbed, all right? Yeah. That's some rough ass. Like, fucking uh, Jeepers Creepers, like the end of that shit, the reboot last year. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah that's some, that's some that's, Kmart. Yeah. That's some Kmart fucking CGI. I'll give the original Jeepers Creepers. The one that was all practical. Yeah, I'll give them that. And uh, anyway, we're gonna get sidetracked. We start, <laughs> but we anyway we start out with Agent Barbeau, and the cool thing is the way they go through the stories. It's almost like a game map. I wish they would release a Tales of Halloween game because they go over the map of the city where each story is at. So in between each story, as she starts going into, <clears throat> she's basically going into what's happening in another part of the town. Yeah, she's like, oh, all right, all right, you know, spooky, blah blah blah, with her sexy ass voice. Good God, and um. She's like, oh, I heard there's some sirens going on down in the da 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 da, the, the you know, rough and tumble neighborhood, and you know, whatever. And it leads into the story of the pyromaniac bully. Yep. You know, I mean, it was it was it, it was awesome the way they incorporated like some fun stuff. That was a lot of the CGI too. Yeah. The way they showed the bat like going around. And they the, have some interconnecting characters. They I don't do. feel like really the stories are interconnected. As much as you have some characters that were in one story that you like, see. Pop in another yeah. one. Yeah. And uh, the movie uh, comes out strong with uh, Sweet Tooth because, like, it's all suspense. And then you get that one shot. And, you and it, like, I remember the first time I saw that, it could have been because it was, like, two in the morning. It scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. Remember? Because, like, you just. Trick, uh, yeah. Wait, uh, yeah. Because, like, you know, he gets told the story. And then about, you know, the parents they owed all the candy. And then the parents were gutted. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The parents just eat all the candy. They were pretty much fucking with the candy. All right, look, I love candy, but I remember, like, I just had Snickers, now suck my cock. Like, yeah. it's never been at that level, but these two parents, they're fucking they were with the candy. fucking with, yeah, it was yeah. like, let me get a little chocolate on my dick, insert it in your and ass. And they're, like, saying, like, let me lick it off. I was just like, God damn. <laughs> so, and then that, Billy got see, his revenge. That, that's the thing. They, ate, they took his candy away, and then they ate it. Oh, yeah. That fucked him up. Probably seeing your parents fucking while stealing the, and eating your candy- also, it's gonna it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna scramble some shit. All yeah. right, hundred percent. Because later on, when we see him, he's still wearing the Halloween costume from when he was a kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he's still he's an adult now. Like oh, so the cool oh that's just one of the tie rounds where it's like oh no Bill he did go insane. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't the mo- but at the time when you're watching this skit they go through the story you know the sweet tooth came ripped all the candy out of his gut if you don't now if you don't leave him candy da 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 and he didn't and the people that were babysitting him. A la watching fucking Night of the Living Dead, which is of course the only You're movie always, that's a, well because no one owns it. That's the same. It's every, free. Romero got fucked out of that film. Movie. Hey, we should watch Night of the Living Dead. Hey, yeah. Every chance I get, I'm gonna wanna point out the fact that he got fucked out of one of the most groundbreaking horror films ever. He did, but I also have always said because it was free domain, 
that it, look how much exposure it got. It was in libraries. Yeah, like you could go into a public library but and get Night of the Living Dead. Every filmmaker is like, oh, I can put this in, and it's a call. Like it helped kind of push it. It did. A little bit. I, I'm just I'm just angry because he didn't get, dude. Like what that did for horror. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like I, I just wish he would have gotten like everyone knows him for it, but he did, at the time when he needed it to keep making films, he didn't get the money for it. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it when it happened. Look how long between Night and Dawn, right? Like it was what eight years. But I think some of it was because of that. That's why I think Dawn got made. So, mm. yeah. But if he'd have made money sooner, it might have got made sooner. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And we don't. We all know butterfly effect. If we change something, it could have. Everything could have went to hell. Anyway, the way it happened, the way it happened for a reason. But uh, and then there's that one scene where the they they come home and they find that they babysitters and they go out of the room and then like the fucking sweetie creatures jarch across the screen. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck. Yo, dude. When uh when the girlfriend comes back from the bath- bathroom. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the boyfriend's dead. And then she starts freaking out, and she walks across. And I kid you not, fucking straight up Exorcist three. That yeah, it was the nun with this fucking hedge clippers yeah, shit, right? Yeah, crossing the hallway. Yeah. That's what exactly. It was fucking it was exactly. shot for shot. Her walking the other way, and then he comes out, and it has that loud music to make you jump. Yeah, because it's dead silent, and then and then that's yeah. it. But yeah, Exorcist three. You pick God, up. You pick up on the uh, references in the uh, candy bar called Carpenter Candy. No, I totally missed that. Hold on, and the kid dressed up like Snake. Yeah. I, I got totally. That's so fucking. Bad. I totally missed that. Oh, you, I totally well, missed you should that. Have seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally missed any John Carpenter reference ever. Yeah. So, so the movie came out strong. I, I'll give him that. Now, this is one that's fun, but uh, I kind of I love it because it's Barry Boswick. I was gonna say Barry Boswick. If it wasn't for him, it would have failed. Well, it's like, hey man, you want to overact? Uh, yeah. What do you have? The devil. Fucking right. If there's a role that says, well, he's actually get... a demon. He's not the devil. Okay. What? Well, whatever, man. I'm just saying. If you want a role that you get to play the fuck up on, yeah, devil, demon, any of that, yeah. like you Barry can Boswick. Have... Oh, dude, he was killing it. He ate and chewed so much. So yeah, that was called the night Billy raised hell. Basically, it's just a night of carnage because Billy went to go. He got coerced into like teeping and egging a neighbor's house, and uh, it was Barry Boswick who was a demon, Abaddon, and he's like, oh, oh, you wanna you wanna have mischief night? Yeah. Oh, okay, come yeah. here. And he just takes him out on a night of complete debauchery. and But then you find out, not him. Not him. One of his little demons, and they are fucked. I mean, like it starts out with like kind of hijinks, like stealing people's candy and shit like yeah. that. And then it's like, um, that's murder. Okay, that's more like, yeah. like God damn, yeah. like graffiti is the one level, but then it's like killing motherfuckers. Oh, with that, and, the, and the character that's in the devil costume that we thought was the kid shows up in a later, yep. later skit yep. too. <laughs> anyway. So that that that's all that is, and after the end, you find out that that kid's not a, it's not the kid, and the kid's actually at the house. Oh, but then they set him up, and as all the shit they did, the cops roll up. I think they're about to shoot the shit out of that kid. Yeah, that's how fucked up they that. There you go. He's like, oh, that's mischief night. Yeah, you just got fucked, buddy. And, <laughs> and now I I am a big fan of the next one. This is this the kids? That trick, dude. That one oh, fucked with me hard, dude. Man. I was like, I did not expect that, dude. That that's what should have been. They haven't done this right. And a children record movie is what these kids do to the adults in this yes. fucking segment. Dude. They fuck the do they pour uh what was it Drano down the dude's throat or something? Like yeah. fuck, like he's yeah. already di- he's already dying. He's yeah. been stabbed and he's yeah. bleeding out. They're like, Yeah, yeah, you need to be poisoned while you're dying, all right? Fuck you. So here we go again. We've got a group of friends that get together for a Halloween night, they're basically having a Halloween party and watching Night Living Dead. Of course. <laughs> I see so, the but it helps us set up a time reference too. Yeah. Because it's they're all it's all, you know, either 
half of them happen at the same time and half of them happen later. So I get why they do it. I would um, put this one as probably the second strongest of of, of the it's got stories. The, it's got a wow factor that is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, it, it really kids is. Kids are fucked up. Well, no. Those people were fucked up, and the kids were getting revenge. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Oh, yeah. No, I, the yeah. way I watch it is those, those motherfuckers are getting just desserts. But until you get the reveal of what's motivating the you kids. You thought it was the kids. You just thought the kids were Which, like. You, okay. You, that made more sense at the time. You've got shitty kids doing fucked up things to, to people for no reason. And, like, that seems more of a common horror trope than what we end up getting, which is why I think this is such a strong story. Yeah. Because a bunch of kids getting together doing fucked up stuff, you're like, okay, they're just really fucked up people. They're like baby psychopaths, right? Be like, oh no, they're like revenging. They're avenging oh, their friends. These adults are <laughs> fucking pieces of shit. Exactly, torturing kids, and they're exactly. just like, you reap what you sow, motherfuckers. Exactly. Yep. And I love that shit. I love that revenge story. Um, so yeah, we're not going to spoil too much of the sh- gore. And this one's a heavy gore one too, which I yeah, was. Yeah. Oh man, it's a good Ugh. shit. It's like a couple eyeball things. I'm sure Hunter was like, oh hey, yeah. Then I will say they fucked with me. By the way, folks. Hunter got to enjoy me free, like not enjoy a scene in a, a Brava film, Demons, uh, when we saw him Goblin live, yeah. and they played the movie, and there's like a couple eye scenes because you know you like the black it's guy? Jalo. Yeah, I mean, of course, Jalo's got to have fucked up eye shit. You have to. I mean, it's a requirement. Yeah. Lamberto Bava's movie. Um, I believe I pronounced his name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Uh, I know Argento like produced it and helped write it, but um, yeah, Hunter got to watch me because you literally looked over me like ha. Ah! I have to. I you mean, have to. Do you yeah. do the same thing with me when there's bones? 100%. Yeah. And I just knew it. I, I knew it was coming. I'm like, fuck. All right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's some shit and trick that, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of gut-wrenching. So kudos for that. <sighs> the next one is good because it's really, like, the only one that has a solid chase and suspense build up from behind. Because it's not a fast. It, yeah. Like, I mean, it's. The way he set it up, it's so it's called The Week in the Wicked. And for those that don't know, it's got the kid that was in um, the United States of Terra as a little brother, and his most recent series was Atypical. Okay. I th- kid well, with autism. Yeah, yeah. So this happened between United States of Terra and Atypical, obviously. Because Atypical, I don't think, started until 2018. Um, but just like, do these bullies not have have anything else better to do? Like, they flash back to them bullying him as a kid. You do see it's in like the... That this one is the one in the ghetto. Yeah, these kids probably have no fucking. But parents. I'm just saying, like they're like, well, it's been ten years of chasing around, <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers. You have nothing else to do besides, like, all right, well, it's a Saturday night. Well, let's go find that kid and chase him around, and try to beat the shit out of him. I love that they do ten stories because you were really getting like maybe thirty to forty pages of script. Yeah, and they can film that. So basically, this kid's just going through. He's, it's a revenge plot that he's plotted for this long. He's plotted the perfect course to get their attention to getting back to where he wants it to happen. And basically, like, these kids, uh, the main chick, she's like a pyro, and she had set uh, the camp, uh, him and his parents were living in a camper. Like I said, this is, in the, this is in the poor area. This is where they lived, in the city, and they burn it all, they burn it down. So it killed his parents, he got out. Yeah, is that enough? You're, you're at bullying 11, like, you're at bully level, like, 100. You can't go any more bullying than murdering somebody's parents, all right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you went, you, you know, you just walk away. Yeah, like, yeah, but no, no, they keep fucking with him. God so he's damn. like, you know what? So well, he summons. Well, I murdered uh, your parents, but fuck. It, it's a it's a vengeance demon, right? Yep. I forget the name of the, but it's like it's like some sort of vengeance demon, and uh, basically he tricked them by getting their attention. Like I said, he planned the course. The way they shoot that him getting to there is awesome because he's like flat surface. Oh, multiple stairs and boom, 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 and he's just 
he's fucking hustling, bro. Because yep. he knows if they catch him, he's, he's fucking <laughs> shit I mean, yeah, they, they tried to murder him once. So he gets back, and then the demon comes up. And it doesn't end, like, it's it's not a dramatic ending, but it was satisfying. Yeah, it's just satisfying. It was like, satisfying. Yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, that it all that it all worked, I guess, is where I'm at. And what's that kid's name? Um, Keir Gilchrist. Kyre? Kiri? Kier? Yeah, something like that. It would have been kind of cool, though, if there was a way he could have resurrected his dead parents and they fucking murdered them. Oh, see, that would have been, see, I thought of that. That would have been, like, that would have been more of a trope than summoning a demon. Yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. In horror world, when it comes to revenge, the ghost can do, the ghost doing the avenging is more common than someone summoning a demon to do the avenging. Yeah. Because most times that happens, it backfires on the person that summons it, so you never get the actual well, kind revenge. Kind of a twist on it, like summoning yeah. like a demon, but it's in the form of his burnt Oh, the demons parents. look like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that would be cool. It's like the yeah, parents, yeah. They're, they're demons, but they're the image of the parents, like, you know, just to fuck with them a little bit more before they died. But I like the way it went. This one, this this next one is definitely one of the weaker ones, but I like it because, again, as listeners know, I'm a huge Carpenter fan. Uh, Carpenter leaned heavily into suspense early in, uh, suspense earlier in his career. Not saying he didn't later, but definitely more earlier. And that's all this one is. It's the fucking campfire story, roasted marshmallows, getting the shit scared out of you, come to life, suspense yep. story. Yep. That's all it is, right? Yeah. So she Just gets told about, what's, what's her name? What's the creepy person's name? <sighs> I can't fucking remember. Mary Bailey? She got disfigured. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if like you're pretty, she'll like follow you. Yeah, and, and then, the setting's awesome because she's walking. Like you have that kind of like like fog, fog, the weird fall sh- night with the the light from the houses kind of showing through. And you see like you think there's a couple sh- shots where you think you see a shadow. Yep. You hear footsteps, and you think she's safe because she gets. Um, wait, no, didn't she left the Halloween party for the fucking fucked up kids before that shit happened? That's right. Didn't she? I believe so. Yeah, I think you're right. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. She was at her mother's Halloween party. My bad. Just because um, I guess it's the one after the that one. So yeah. I, I thought for some reason but, it was connected. Yeah, I did too. But anyway, it's not. She she gets, she makes it, she's walking, getting the shit scared out of her footsteps. You see a shadow. She gets to her house, opens the door. That's gets sort of in. a shadow, by the way. When she's at her house in the picket fence, it's a big fucking like shadow like yeah. in case you're like oh maybe something's fucking no there. it's there's something no there. there's obviously somebody there but they build the suspense of course she drops her keys she can't find it and then she drops them who by the way who carries that many fucking keys yeah, i've got here. three on my keychain yeah it's all i need it's all i need um and gets in all right she's, she's good changes her clothes sits down to watch night living dead and then turns Turn, around yeah. and there's she turns to the left and there there's she is. Ugly ass, horrifying Mary Bailey. Yep. So again, it's not a strong one. It's just a fun one for me. It's very short. Like there's very short. You don't really need to know much about her or anything like that. It's just, hey, here's a chick walking around. She's walking, she's being chased. Like, so it's like God, I want to say it's like it feels like it's only like three minutes, like yeah. three or four minutes at the most. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole movie's only like an hour thirty eight, hour forty. So Yeah. And then the next one is to me the weakest of the fucking stories. Ding dong, I with the couple will that, concur. Oh god, like I don't want to. I I got confused uh, for a second because with that one, like the you know the wife is like freaking out, and then like then he sees her as like a fucking demon, and I was like, wait, is she a fucking like demon or is that his mental image? And like, god damn it, she's annoying the shit out of me like a fucking demon. But no, she's she's a she's a demon. Oh, holy shit. Sorry, before we dig too much into this, we have been slacking on mentioning the cameos. 
And I forgot that at the party that she was at in Grin Greaming Ghost before she left was uh, one, of the, one of the people there that was dressed as a witch that was Barbara Crampton. Yep, yep. And the mother was Lynn Shea. Of course. I, I forgot Lynn Shea was in it because she's the one talking. Oh, and the guy dressed as Sherlock Holmes, Stuart Gordon. God damn. Now I'm going to have to go yeah. back and we'll re-re-re-re-watch yeah. it. So, um, um, folks, please tell me you know who Stuart Gordon is. Holy shit. I need to figure out who did this and what their connections were because there are so many fucking cameos in this shit. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I guess the only big thing with this is the uh, there's a connection because Red the the devil shows up. Right. As in, in Ding Dong for candy, and that's that's all I really that's it. Now, I don't care. She knows his kids at the door, right? But every time before she opens the door, she adjusts her tits. Uh yeah. Is I don't I mean, know why. Like, she knows it's their kids. Like, right there, oh, there's kids. Let me fix my tits. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, dude, I, I don't And that fucking... dude lost all bad cards with the uh the dress it up. Hansel and, and Gretel? Yeah, and he goes, Would you like the candy? Like yeah. Would you like the candy? Oh. oh, dude, it was terrible. Anyway, I, I I don't like this one. I don't want to waste too much time on it. Nah, it's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, now we get into this one is like third best to me because it's fucking fun. This means war with James Duvall. Remember it's the it's the it's the decorators? Yeah. Dude, I fucking love this one. Yeah, and um uh the the uptight neighbor. Yeah. Is uh Dana something. Dana Gold. Yeah. Who yeah. is a writer for The Simpsons. No shit. Yeah, he's a stand up comedian. Okay. And he's been on different stuff, but I didn't um, know he was a writer for The Simpsons. Yeah, writer yeah. for the, he, yeah, he wrote The Simpsons. He also wrote uh the what's the one with uh Doctor Cox that's kind of Scrubs. like Scrubs. No, no, but it's the evil dead. Uh, oh, Stan versus Evil. Stand yeah. against evil. Yeah, Stand he, against he's evil. the showrunner for that show. Yeah. That show's fucking fun. Yeah, but that's thought it would be so cheesy. He's got, he's, got, he's, got, he's, got yeah. his, he's got some to do with horror stuff, so. He, um, so this one, this one is another short one. It's basically like this dude does like a traditional. This is a clash of my two worlds. Yeah. Because I love both. I, I love the cheesy, like basic ass Halloween stuff, but like my house, you'll have kind of the cheesy skeletons and lights. But then I also have some like fucking bodies hanging and some gore, and that's the two opposing neighbors mm-hmm. in this. And or he's very cons- traditional and like embrace Halloween, it's spooky. And they're yeah. like fucking Halloween is murder and death and all that, and just the the going back and forth like, dude, it's awesome. And like so James Duvall plays the crazy metal fucking punk rock dude across that just mo- yeah. moves in, and yeah, and so both yeah, basically James Duvall puts a haunt in his front lawn. And the neighbor who has had the best lawn in the neighborhood I've history. been doing this for 20 years, yeah, buddy. Yeah, the same shit. Yeah. And yeah. So anyway, it ends with both of them dying. and it's, But it's just, it's one you've got to watch. You can't really explain it because it, the, they just fight. They it's start a, a fight. And it's, it's again, just, very short. It's very yeah. to the point. It's like, he's got his, he's got his. They finally start fighting. Now, I did notice I did notice somebody in this skit that I'd seen at horror cons before. The dude that has all the OG um, props. Do the kind of the the hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, yeah, Sean. His name. So I believe his if I'm not his name Sean Clark, but I literally he's in a photo that I took with Nick Castle because I think he was either working oh, with yeah. him he's or been, he's, he's been at a few. Of he's them. been in tons of them. He has I follow him on Instagram and he dude. He, has he got to biggest... go see the op- like an op- like Halloween opening night with like James Hugh Courtney and like it's because Nick he has Castle. one of the greatest um, horror collections of all time. Oh fuck yeah! He yeah. has the original um, clown from Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just watched documentary and he pops up in it several times. And like his house is just full of like OG like like every horror movie he he got the movie props so yeah and it's fucking yeah that, so 
I, I remember because like I said, I saw this in 2017, and I'd already been going to horror cons, and I was like, I, I where the yeah, fuck I'm, is he from? I know. I, I had the same <laughs> thing happen where I was like, I know that motherfucker. Yeah. So now Adam Green makes his first cameo in this one as the cop. Yep. And folks, I know Adam he, Green. That's I know familiar. he hasn't done much in a while, but he did do. He is responsible for Hatchet. Yeah, he's responsible yeah. for Hatchet. Which is and Frozen. I just rewatched. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He did do Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I just rewatched the first three hatchets. Like it's always like my I watch those in the summers because it's the swamp. Yeah, even it, though it's in Mardi Gras, so I still watch it in the summer because I do the same thing. Yeah, there's some reason there's like a summer feel to it. But it's just because Louisiana because it's supposed to happen during Mardi Gras, which is February. Yeah, <laughs> but it just feels sweaty and swampy. Right? Mardi Gras yeah. February, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it does. It feels gross. Just nasty. And I always like looking at Daniel Harris. That scene in three. She's fucking watching the blood off huh. in the shower. I want, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see. I do think I remember that. Remember scene. that scene? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, the next one is just simple. It's like three people. It's called Friday the Thirty First, and you got a serial killer who runs into an alien who wants to twick a tweet, twick a tweet, twick a tweet. <laughs> All right, twick a tweet. I, I'll be honest. I did not see the way this came because <laughs> it sets up. This dude is a plain Jason ripoff. He's got the fucking, and I mean Jason from part two with the overalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's got the kind of blend of the hockey mask and its own version. Mm-hmm. When they take the mask off, his face is all deformed like Jason. You're like, okay, I know where it's going. But then he kills the chick, chases her outside of her murder friends, and then a fucking spaceship shows up. And you're like, uh, I, okay, what the fuck? And that's when you get the little claymation alien. Oh. There's some Evil Dead shit in this one, too. Hard Evil Dead. Hard Evil Dead. And I was about to say, Alien comes down, he stomps on it, Alien crawls into the dead girl, she gets possessed, she is a fucking demonite. Yeah. Straight up. She does the whole arms out, floating. Arms out, eyes glowing. Floating fucking dude. Oh. And you get something. Which we have to say. I wish we had. Which which is Jason versus demonites. We we mentioned this before. Um, Raimi got that. He had to have gotten that from House on Haunted Hill, the Vincent Price movie. Remember that scene when they run to the old lady? Yeah. And she's just like crazy and her arms her hands are uh, out. 100%. And then she just floats by them. I'm like, dude, that's that that's that's where Amy got the basis for all deadites. Yeah. Like <laughs> But the alien possessed chick and Jason are fighting doing out body parts coming off left and right. I'm like just thinking, I yeah. want this is a full th- this is my well, top one. We, we could have gotten is- that as we talked about on a beautiful Sashes episode with nine. Yeah. It's supposed to be part of the Evil Dead universe. Damn it. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> but this is the closest you're going to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fun, and you just and you realize this should be a fucking movie. This yeah. should be a full-length movie of just this kind of shit. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking. So that's definitely my top one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For you. I got. I, I, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, ah, man. All right, we got one more to go. Uh, this is this one is a little bit longer, It's but it's very fun. This is uh, Bad Seed. No, no, no. I'm sorry. We got two more. We got The Ransom of Rusty Rex. Yeah, that one. Uh, it's got the guy that played the uh, the marine and um, the mist. Mm-hmm. So he was also voice of uh, some of the Star Wars games. I know that. Yeah. So. Oh, wasn't he in like? No, no, that was someone else. Another shitty movie. Never mind. Uh, this one's fun, but it's like kind of predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but so these two guys plot to fucking kidnap this kid, mm-hmm. and he knows that their dad, the kid's dad, is fucking well to do. And who's the dad? Fucking John Landis. Fucking John Landis. Fucking John Landis. Yep. Fucking American Werewolf of London. Fucking beast motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell that, yeah. That was the top like cameo. I went, God damn, fucking John Landis is this bitch. Yep. And they kidnapped the kid. And they're like, all right, we have your kid. We don't want it. He's like, oh, 
Uh, thanks, bye. Yeah. <laughs> he, he keeps hanging up on them. Like, uh, it's your problem now, bitches. <laughs> oh, shit. And he looks like a little miniature uh, Nosferatu. Like, like, like a bad boy. Like when did they take the mask off? Oh the yeah, kid, yeah, 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 yeah. The kid he looks, takes the mask yeah, off. Yeah, the kid, yeah, he looks like a little little Nosferatu. It's so it's, it's pretty funny. Oh, and uh, basically that's it, right? They grab this kid, try to cancel for ransom. He does some fucked up shit the whole story, and then they try. Yeah, well, finally... you find out Long like, yeah, no, he's kept his prisoner for like since Halloween, like three years ago, mm-hmm. and you by you kidnapping him now, you take you're he's now with you. We're free. Go fuck yourself. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then one of the friends ends up, you know, getting his head eaten. Yep. So, you know. Well, because you got to feed him. You got to feed him. If you don't feed him, he's going to find somewhere to eat. So it's not terrible, but it's not yeah. great. Again, it's very jokey. Like, yeah. yeah. But again, you realize of... Rusty Rex is, was with Abaddon, and then he yeah. showed up in the Which is funny because it has kind then... of the same tone of that mm-hmm. that one. So. Yeah. Yep. And then this is the last one. This is Bad Seed. So this one's got, you know, a couple couple people in it. You know, Adam Green pods back up. Joe Dante may be in it. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. And this is just about like an evil these dudes carving a pumpkin and it comes to life. <laughs> like Treehouse Wars. Dude. <laughs> it's straight up the fucking pumpkin that's like, yeah. all right, we're fucking some shit up. Yep. And I love the introduction. He's car he's like, let's carve the pumpkin, honey. She steps out of the room. She walks back and it's fucking on his head. And it's fucking chomping <laughs> on his fucking head. And he pulls the pumpkin off of his head. Well, or pulls it up, but his head is now in the pumpkin, so it's just... A neck. Yeah. Neck, neck, that's it. <laughs> Dude, it's hilarious. Yeah. And basically, they're chasing after this pumpkin, and... Uh, it eats a fucking kid. He's a, he's yeah. a kid. He's yeah, a kid. they don't hold back. They're like, no. yeah, kids are fucked, too. No, kids are fucked. And it's basically... I mean, But I mean, basically, the story is them like chasing the pumpkin. Yeah. And then fucked up shit happens. Yeah. Which... He gets pretty fucked up, and uh, somehow it leads back to a genetic lab, and which G- then we run into Joe Dante, as Joe Dante the, as the scientist, scientist yeah. who's like, "You can't come in here." Like, oh, okay, I guess you're cops, and then you're like, "There's a whole fucking warehouse full of these pumpkins." Yeah, like the shot from fucking Raiders. <laughs> yeah, so instead of fucking crates, yeah, it's fucking pumpkins. It's fucking like, pumpkins. Y'all fucked. Yep, and then we get a sign off from beautiful Adrian, and uh, that's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. Um, yeah, ten very short. Some shorter than others, you know, anthology. I mean, uh, anthology series, which this is the only one I can think of that has that many stories in it at once. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say I know. Yeah, because like VHS has like six or seven. Most of them are like around that that six, five or six. Most, um, I mean, remember a lot of them stayed within three and four for a while. Yeah, really. I yeah. mean, and the only one I think had five was that I it was older was Creep Show. That's true, yeah. The first creep show. show. I thought Mortuary Collection had like that's I said older one. Yeah. That's a newer one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you know, they've kind of Trick or Treat has. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, they all intertwine. It's, it's like five, I think. It, it's sort of three main, and then like, <laughs> like some mini ones. It's a hard call on that one. <laughs> all right, folks. Um, if you couldn't tell, uh, we're still you know we'll be back in a second. Give you our final verdict once we talk to you about what's going on in the GUI network. In a world with too many reboots and remakes, two men will stop at nothing to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit and Tondi as they play by their own rules while pitching new takes on some of your favorite and least favorite films and TV shows. What podcast would dare to bring this upon the world? 
This is Smack My Picture. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world of blockbuster movies, there's another dimension. The dimension of schlock cinema. Join us at Beautiful Disasters on a journey into the fringe territory of B-movie abandon. We review the flicks that are forgotten or underappreciated to give them a proper place in the annals of celluloid history. I'm the Groots. F.U. Hunter. Your guides at Beautiful Disasters. Come along with us for a fun ride. May May the the schlock be with you. All right, so man, like, dude, this this survived the chopping block the first time I watched it. You know, not all of them are great, but it it's so definitely fun. it's fun. It's even like all I do now literally is skip Ding Dong, and I'm good with everything else. Like, yeah. I can watch everything else. Do I love them all? No, but Ding Dong can fuck off. That yeah. one's not good. Again, I mean, honestly, I'll, what's the one with the fucking alien and and Jason? Friday the thirty first. Yeah, yeah. I just watch that one over and over again. Because again, man, it just hits. It's that my a tweet. It's my fucking chocolate and peanut butter. Just you put them together. <laughs> Dude, it's so cute. And, and, so it, and cute. it has that fucking alien claymation alien on top of the fucking again deadite deadite <laughs> the fucking just battling out. Yeah. Dude, I don't know when I first saw it. Like just the constant twicket. That is adorable. Well, it's you, an adorable and, alien. And you get something we've never seen in Friday. The utter confusion on Jason. Oh. Where he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, what's this? And of course, his solution is, uh, stop on Kill you. it, yeah. yeah. But it took him a minute, and he has a like a facial reaction mm-hmm. that's just kind of like dumbfounded. I don't blame I never, him. I would too. I know. I would too. I never thought I'd see that on Jason. <laughs> what? And that, and that's one of the funny parts about it too is we didn't even go into is he just makes guttural noises the whole thing. Yeah, and it's fucking hysterical. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think my favorite's probably the. Uh, the uh, trick one with the kids, man, because that, that one just hit my fucking nerves. That does dude. have, yeah, that fucked with me, man. I was like, holy shit, yeah, that that definitely is because they show a lot of shit. pictures. Because these people weren't just like fucking keeping body parts; they were taking pictures. And yeah, when they, they opened were the room, torturing, there like, were the all these Polaroids of these kids being tortured, and that just fucked with me, dude, like so hard. So yeah. I think that one is probably my number one, but your number two. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I'm, I, I would say thirty first is probably my number two. So we just like flip flop. Exactly. Now, yeah. And I but think no, third one for me is the the fucking battle of the fucking displays one. That one is hysterical. Yeah, that one's pretty. That good. one's really That's fucking short funny. and sweet. And yeah. Then the chick being chased, I think, has a really good kind of yeah. Exactly. It's just short and suspenseful. It does what it's supposed to do. It scares the fuck out of you. But I think I think at this point, you know, I've, this is now my third time watching it, 
It, it's pretty much a staple now. Of, oh, of, yeah, every of year. I want, it goes on at some point every year, Yeah, 100%. So uh, let us know what you think. Hit us up at lowdownbrown.gui.gmail.com. Um, if you haven't seen it, please watch it and get back to us. If you have seen it and you agree, what's your favorite? What's, how do you rank the top your top three of the 10, and, the 10 short films? I mean, yeah. Let us know. And uh, until we talk to you again, embrace the madness.